on my wayward son. I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. And this is Monster of the Week. Don't you cry no Creepy but necessary podcast where we're covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Hey, Chris, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jeremy? I'm fucking ready to talk about some Supernatural, man. I've been. I I'm didn't even been... know you had started rolling, and we're just in it now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just automatically say I'm Chris Mosier every time I say I'm Jeremy Greer now? Like, is it's it just a... an instinct now? <laughs> it's just an instinct. <laughs> when I hear you on other podcasts, I just say it out loud. People are like, "Excuse me, <laughs> no, nothing." <laughs> Nothing. It's just another. It's just a. It's just a twerk. Just say it out of my friend, who's not here. Um, All right. We're covering three pretty good episodes today: uh, Night Shifter, Houses of the Holy, and um, Born Under a Bad Sign. But before we get into those, do you want to give us the road so far? I would love to. This is not my usual gig, but I'll give it to you anyway. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot. Okay. Dean is still on the run from the cops for a shifter dressing up like him and killing a bunch of people. Uh, Both of the brothers have fought off vampire hunters, demon germs, creepy hotel ghosts, a serial killer with a thing for the ladies, and the greatest enemy of all, their feelings. Their feelings. Great. Um, So we're going to start off with Night Shifter. Uh, I, Stephen, again, very thank you very much for leaving us behind all of these um, episode <laughs> synopses. We really appreciate that. Can you you want to go ahead and read us that too, or do you think I should do that? I don't know how this works anymore, Chris. Why don't you do this one? I'll get the okay. next one. You'll, yeah, we'll just swap. That sounds like a good idea. Um, season two, episode twelve, Night Shifter, original air date. January 25th, 2007, Sam, Dean, a shapeshifter, and hostages are locked in a bank, surrounded by a SWAT team. It all begins when the brothers, on the trail of a shifter, run into a portly, paranoiac hunk who's seen T2 once too often. <laughs> you know, I didn't like that they called him portly, so I had to add hunk into that description. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the dude has some weight, but, like, not everybody can be Sam and Dean. <laughs> yeah. Right? Can't be all living in shred town. Seriously, it's it's, dude, it's, it. it's work to keep up to Shredtown. Like you get yeah. their standards. It's work just looking at them sometimes. <laughs> it's like going to a. It's like being a waitress at Hooters. Like you have to maintain. Like they don't just yeah. let you in and like you're there for life. <laughs> work. Stuff. I should stop being on the CW. All right. <laughs> so uh, so that's one hell of a cold open, huh? Yeah, this is this is super good. So we start out with um, like an obvious like bank hostage scene set up. Uh, the cameras, like the obvious news camera things, are pointing towards the door as Dean walks out with a hostage and then like lets him go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like it just looks so weird to, be, to see Dean because Dean does not look confident at all. Like he looks no. scared out of his goddamn. He's like, mind. oh shit! You can see the oh shit on his face. He definitely the got best, the oh shit. The face. best part of the cold open is how they start doing the road so far thing that they do at the beginning of every episode, and then they cut, and it's like breaking news. It's like as if it's a live uh, TV recording. Oh, and yeah. did Netflix do that? I don't remember Netflix doing this. Yeah, that, yes, it's on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix. Maybe I did watch it on the DVD. I can't remember. But they cut. They just cut from the intro right to that. It's like super funny. So then we go back to a day ago, and we're at a jewelry store, and Dean yeah. is doing his best to flirt with the clerk. Yeah. Dean's flirting it up hard, 
And then they don't even lead into what like this they could be doing. It's just Dean pretending to be FBI, <laughs> flirting with this chick. And it actually is pretty funny, and she's really the one hitting on him more than anything. Yeah. He says like a few flirty lines, but she's like, wait, no, let's keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's my phone number, like if you have follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> These encounters are always a little bit better when it's not Dean like sleezing on somebody and it's somebody sleezing on Dean, because then we're like, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I'd be there. Why not? Um um, and then we got, you know, Sam decided to slick back his hair and do some real work on the other side of the jewelry store. <laughs> to actually, you know, hunt something for once. <laughs> and for once, he actually looks like he could be an FBI agent because he doesn't have earmuffs over his ears. <laughs> and he's not wearing, like, denim. Like, so you know what I'm going <laughs> to Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I'm going to say this is a good hair day for Sam. Oh, this is a good episode for... This is a good hair day? Okay. <laughs> well, this, this at least, because he slicked that shit back. I, don't, I, can't, I can't speak to when he's in the bank, but okay. so far, so good excellent um so there's the the setup here is there's been a string of bank robberies Mm -hmm. and um like they're they always say like the cops take all the videotapes so they can't look at it and dean is like oh fucking cops like he hates these police people um (laughs) he goes friggin i have the exchange for some reason i wrote it down he said friggin cops and sam goes they're just doing their job dean he comes back with no they're doing our job but they don't know it so they (laughs) suck at it Sam has such a giant stick in his ass for most of these yeah. episodes. <laughs> so annoying. Part of me likes see they get uh stick in his ass Sam. I always like better than uh emotional Sam because that can be a little bit too much. Oh, angsty uh, Sam his, is worse, absolutely. Uh, angsty Sam's definitely worse. When he's just like taking charge but being no fun, that that Sam at least makes a lot more sense to me. Well, it puts Dean always in the the position of the Joker, which is a good role for Dean. Like, so because if it's angsty Sam, then Dean has to be like angsty Dean. And Mm -hmm. man, if there's anything worse than angsty Sam, (laughs) so when we get serious, if we get serious, and then we get goofy Dean, and that's always good. Yeah. Uh, They they decide that they're going to go interrogate the uh, security officer um, Mm -hmm. to find out like more about what happened, and um, because I guess the, the 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 setup here was that it was a it was done by one of the security officers and it, mm-hmm. they just couldn't believe it it was you know they he just came in and treated him like he didn't know him and walked in and took you know took all the stuff yeah um, there was another security officer and when they go visit him it's um, cable TV show person <laughs> yeah it's, His he's name like is all, Ronald in the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he's got the typical like uh, uh, what am I trying to think of paranoid like schizo- he looks like a conspiracy nut he looks like a, that's what i was looking for conspiracy nut he absolutely. could fit in with the lone gunman from the x-files very well that dude is buying stock of red thread from amazon prime like on a monthly <laughs> basis right like, yeah. he's, he's just running out because he's making so many fucking connections <laughs> <laughs> that was good Jeremy. <laughs> um so they come to interview this guy who um is he's immediately incredibly skeptical of them but once he hears that they're willing to listen to what he has to say he's like all right fbi sam and dean come on in and he's somebody who he's somebody who you would expect to be um like watching this type of show not involved in this type of show if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. uh he has these crazy theories as we you know learned in the uh the synopsis uh, about what's going on inside the bank because it was his friend who was being accused of robbing it and he's just like that doesn't make any sense he would not do this and so they say, well, what do you think it is? And he thinks that it's what the mandroids the with man laser droid. eyes <laughs> or, or, ty- or Terminator or Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he happens to have the, 
videotapes that the police confiscated because yep. he made copies of them. So Sam and Dean are able to watch the tapes and see, indeed, that this is a shapeshifter. They can see it in the eyes reflected in the camera. They do that that classic shifter white eye glow thing, I guess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Classic, because we've seen it on yeah. one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Classic. <laughs> classic. You know. Classic. <laughs> so the... Uh, Ronald here, he lays it all out for them. Like he's like incredibly passionate about this because now his friend is in trouble. Is and if his friend is in serious trouble. It's super important to remember that he's a hundred percent accurate about all of this, except yeah. for just what the happens to be the label. Um, yeah, he's tracked this thing down. He's been able to figure all of it out. Basically, well, not tracked it down, but he's been able to. Oh, he has because he figured out all the patterns. Like he's hitting this bank and that bank or this store and that. And store. he's going like, to hit this bank next. Like he's got all. He literally did the file. Like he did what Joe did back in the H. H. Holmes episode. Yeah. Um, he's laid it out. He's just calling it a mandroid instead of a shifter. So. Yeah. And so this part is always like the biggest twist because you can see Dean like, all right, like, way to go, man. And then that's when like, you know, big boy Sam steps up and he's just like, you're full of shit. Give me those tapes. Um, Don't ever talk about this again. This stuff isn't real. You're ridiculous. And then they leave. Well, I I really like uh, his line here is like, there's nothing evil in the world. It's just people like people Mm -hmm. are just evil. It's nothing of these made up stories. It's all people. And like, and while he's having this kind of like relatively, um, cynical like why he's relaying this cynical statement dean is kind of behind him like dude what are you doing like you're lying way too well right now i think Um, a little bit of sam's own personal worldview starts poking through here not worldview i should say um opinion of himself absolutely yeah his 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 own self-deprecation right now thinking like that he's some sort of monster is definitely getting in the way of him literally doing his job yeah that's gonna be a through line through these next few episodes yeah i hope you guys like that <laughs> we're gonna be talking about it a lot today because the the writers really enjoy pulling and pulling and pushing that tension uh robbie kicks him out once sam says he's there you know it's just people um but they decide to go to the bank Mm-hmm. and that they think the shifter is going to attack next and uh pretend to be i guess like th- this is something out of a fucking uh oceans 11 movie or something yeah. like where they like dress up as the people that are going to fix the security equipment to go mm-hmm. break into the, the to the bank it's like their only credentials is the fact that they're wearing the jumpsuits <laughs> like yeah. i want to know how they got in there and just convinced everybody <laughs> you can just I mean, buy the- those suits <laughs> you could just go you buy and I them. Could do that. Easy. You want to go rob a bank, Chris? We, we might as well. A bank? It's really so easy. It's not that hard. <laughs> I always, I always thought it was going to be really difficult, but apparently, um, Sam and Dean will prove you wrong. I mean, again, hunks. I guess that's the only answer. Uh, yeah, you can come yeah up that's with. that's always the answer, right? Is you, know, you put a you put a picture of a hunk on a official looking badge, and they can do whatever the hell they want to. So they get in there, you know. The silly disguise aside, they get in there and they are able to, via the uh, security tapes uh, or the live security footage, they're able to see who in the bank is the shifter. They locate that person, then they can go after them uh, and take care of it. But just when they go to confront this person, Dean uh, looks at that chick's ass for like 45 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, he zooms in on it being creepy Dean, of course. Um, We let it slide because it's 2007, I guess. We didn't have feminism yet, right? (laughs) That's a joke, everybody. I know. I know. Okay. Um, uh, the liberals invented feminism to put the gay frogs out of work. That's, that's right. Alex, that's my Alex Jones impression, everybody. The liberals invented feminism to ruin supernatural. Yes. Um, oh, I actually like this camera thing. This is this is uh, something that 
this is some, the boys being very, very smart about their jobs. Like they didn't mm-hmm. go like try to camp out in the middle of the thing and try to figure out who it is. Like yeah, they didn't park the Impala inside the <laughs> bank at, yeah. at any point. <laughs> the Impala is parked in front of a fucking fire hydrant outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this is actually pretty smart, and they do they find him pretty quickly. Uh, but unfortunately, not quick enough because Ronald has decided to take matters in his own hands, and we see him come into the bank, chain it up behind him. And then, like, brandish this giant automatic weapon and start yeah. screaming, this isn't a robbery. <laughs> Which <laughs> This feels like one of the most extreme events to happen in Supernatural, despite, like, the emotional gravitas of um, fighting demons and all that stuff at the end of Season 1. This is such a real-world, like, holy shit moment that it really takes you back. And I think that this episode is actually really, like, excellent. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're partly gonna get, because yeah. of how heavy that is and then how they have to then deal with it, like, walk back from that intensity. Well, even now, uh, before way before the end of the episode, I was already thinking at this point, like, oh, shit, like, they're exposed. Like, they're going to have mm-hmm. their faces. Dean is already on the on the books for, you know, killing that person at the, from the last time they ran into a shifter. But like this is this is serious shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is going to get like how are they going to get out of this? Is the classic question. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I do love the interactions when Dean is finally like, "Hey, Ron," and um, he's like, "Well, I, I knew you guys weren't FBI agents," but he does that thing like, "Come here, dude!" Like, Ronald, come here. I need to tell you something. And it's just this like I don't want to call it cute, but that's the word that just came to mind. Where this he, Ronald is a good guy, clearly, who mm-hmm. has gone over the edge because of his obsession with this thing, just like many of the hunters that we've seen. He just doesn't think it all the way through. He doesn't really have the know-how. He's just like, well, I got the gun, and I, you know, I got the, the intel on this, this mandroid. I can go deal with it. Uh, but he ends up creating just a really, really dangerous situation that Dean tries to confront him with and just say, like, listen, dude, like, yeah, I know we told you all this stuff wasn't real, but like, that's why we're here. We're here to, um, go after the thing that you think, you know, go after the shifter. It's not a mandroid, it's a shifter, but we're here to deal with that. I just wish at some point Sam would be like, yeah, you know, I just said that stuff to you to keep you out of trouble yeah. instead of just letting you want to be a couple from, from, from Sam. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I do love the, the exchange when Dean starts trying to confess this, not confess, but starts trying yeah. to convince Ronald where Ronald says, are you working for the mandroids? <laughs> Dean's like, we're not working for the mandroids. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's just a really good line. And then um, when Sam says one thing and Ronald just screams, I'm not talking to you. I don't like you. <laughs> So that stuff is all really fun, despite the fact that it's a borderline terrorist attack. Um, but it's all it's all pretty fun, and so there, Dean is able to convince him. You know, we can we need to work together right now to figure something out, and um, because the thing, the shapeshifter is in here, and we need to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but clearly, this is like a hostile situation, and things are going to go from bad to worse because the police are going to be here. And to add a little bit to the tension, he puts all of the hostages and Sam into the bank vault. And like, mm-hmm. kind of watch them in, thinking like, okay, you guys are all good. Like, nobody can come in and out of this vault. Um, and I'll be, we'll go, you know, find this whatever. While they're looking for it, um, <laughs> Ronnie literally slips into some into some uh, shifter husk, which yeah, I don't know. some shifter goo, some shifter goo, <laughs> which has to be super gross. Um, I love, I love, love, love when Dean gets to explain everything that's happening yeah. to, uh, to just an innocent bystander where he's like, yeah, it's a shifter. It takes off. Like it goes through the whole thing. Very, very deadpan. I feel like Dean is at his best when he's explaining how hunting works to non hunters. Cause sometimes they put him next to Sam. Like he's some kind of idiot, not an idiot, but he's because like we said, he plays that Joker role really well. And so sometimes it seems like he doesn't really know what he's doing. And half of his, thing is dumb luck and charm but like 
I always like when we're reminded via other normal people that Dean really does know his shit and he is an expert hunter. Uh, so him just laying that out like that and just like, okay, here you go. Uh, and oh, here's the silver letter opener that happens to be on the disc. Let's use that uh, to fight these things. What kind of bank manager has a silver? I guess every single one because it's a capitalism world. I, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> fucking capitalism, right? Right. What are we even doing? Um, I like now we move outside the bank where like we get the full on SWAT arriving at the bank treatment. Yeah, I like when Supernatural does when it pretends it's a real quote unquote real TV show or like a standard TV show. Mm-hmm. So we get the full on like cop car sliding and drifting and like the SWAT van and helicopters and all that stuff. Like that's always a lot of fun to me. Yeah. And then you just got a couple hugs locked in a bank vault. <laughs> Uh yeah, back in the vault. Speaking of this redheaded chick, all of a sudden is just getting real cozy with Sam, only to get to Dean. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, he's like super brave, right? Like, is he just like really like is he really strong and like <laughs> just asking whatever these stupid questions? And Sam's just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Sam is so frustrated by this whole thing because he's been cut out of this. Like, he's not yeah. at this point. He's literally locked in the vault. He's not doing anything. Uh, Dean brings some more people back while Ron just kind of just merrily twirls inside of a. Sp- spotlight dean's like don't get shot by the police Ron, yeah. here. but they finally they finally let sam out of the vault with them because now they're like okay we need to figure it out um the shifter has changed again it's not the bank manager anymore like what do we do um at some point i know that i can't remember quite the the, the series of events here um but there's been some some, some suspicion cast on on a few of the uh, bank goers or bank mm-hmm. uh, employees. Um, but at some point Dean has gone off to search for something yes. and uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just Ron and Sam standing there. And it's like that awkward moment of like having to like, you know, hang out with somebody that you just got caught making fun of online or something. <laughs> like, yeah. It's uh, like, um, it's, it's like when you're, uh, when you meet one of your friend's friends and like all you have in common <laughs> is that mutual friend. And you're yeah. like, so Chris, um, <laughs> He likes anime, huh? And you're like, yeah, he really does. He really likes anime. Uh, do you play Dark you Souls like Chris does? <laughs> yeah, I play Dark Souls. Just get, you just get Sam going, hi, Ronald. <laughs> like, very uncomfortable. Uh, this is it's, this is all good. Um, during this, one of the one of the guys in the vault starts having a heart attack, and they're like, you got to get him out of here. And that's where mm-hmm. we get our whole... Um, is this where he takes the... Uh, the heart attack guy outside. I'm, the, yeah, this I, is all I, a bit jumbled. There's a lot of cuts going back and forth here. So forgive us if, if we get our continuity wrong. But the guy fakes a heart, not fakes, but has a heart attack. Dean takes him outside, and that's our cold open. Um, in the process of that happening, Ron gets shot by a sniper, which is kind yeah. of a bummer for Ron. This the scene is actually super. I don't. I don't know. Powerful is the right word, but it's really cool. And not cool again. Not but not the right word. It's well done shot. It just goes silent for a second, and it shows Sam yelling in silence just ronald get down and then it cuts to him cuts to ronald taking the sniper shot going down and then like dean's face and it's all just because the sound all goes away right as jared Pendelecki opens his big mouth and yells so you expect <laughs> to hear the sound and right as his mouth open it all goes away i just like noticed the edit and how cool it was yeah. and him yelling but no sound coming out showing like the futility of the warning not to get too uh you know <laughs> analytical about this but it really is like it's a futile warning the sound drops out ronald goes down and it's like really sad because up until then despite this guy's stupidity he's been really likable and he like clearly wants to do the right thing 
and you you wanted you wanted to root for him like you yeah. really wanted him to to like come out of this on the other side of like and maybe be like a little pet hunter that he's gonna ride in the back seat with Sam and Dean. Um, and you even you get Dean saying you know sorry Ron you did a real good job or whatever he says mm-hmm. and you're like god damn it <laughs> if there's one thing Dean knows how to do it's um speak some words over a dead body he seemed like yeah. he's had a lot of practice at that. Yeah. At this um, point, I mean, they all know it's fucked. Sam is, has known how seriously fucked it's been for a while now. He seems like the only one in this episode. He's a, kind of a wet blanket, mm-hmm. but he's like, he's fully aware of like, okay, yeah, like this is a fucking situation. This isn't just a, uh, a shapeshifter anymore. This is dire. This is where we have a whole other scene of cars coming up to the SWAT mm-hmm. team. And um, there's like this... For some reason, they've kind of lingered the camera on this uh, older cop guy. And when more cops come in, he looks at it and is like, oh, it's the feds. Like, just mm-hmm. like, calm down with your cop drama, man. <laughs> like, I get yeah. it. I know what you're <laughs> trying to do. But um, but this is where we meet Agent Henriksen. And uh, yep. he is unique. Well, the first thing that he says, and I think they do this right before commercial cut, is say there's a monster in that bank. Yeah. So, like, I think trying to fool you into thinking that he knows about the shifter, but no, he's actually talking about Sam and Dean. Yeah. He knows all about Sam and Dean Winchester. He refers to the Houdini acts and the grave desecrations, which is always, you know, always like when they talk about the Winchester's weird grave <laughs> plot shit. Really They're good. constantly digging shit up. That doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, you're digging up graves, dude. You can't be doing that. <laughs> if somebody's going to notice. A groundskeeper is going to notice. Yeah, there is a groundskeeper out there probably every day working on that lawn. He, he He's going to t- notice. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Huh. That wasn't here yesterday. Maybe I should ignore it, <laughs> says nobody ever. Um, he also talks a little bit of shit about Papa John Winchester and saying like he mm-hmm. was a survivalist, a real head case, a real nut job when he came back from the Marines, especially after his wife died. Like, And you get the feeling that if you – and we, we've seen this a little bit. We saw this in The Usual Suspects. But if mm-hmm. you take an outside look at Dean and Sam's life and kind of record up till now, it does look fucking insane. Like It looks yeah. bonkers. And it's like all of that, everything that John did, everything that the boys have done, just caught up to them in a big way. In a huge way. It feels like they needed to address this at some point, and I think that they do other things similar to this throughout the series. But this one, re- it makes sense. Like, Dean was on the news. Like, they thought he was a killer. And that's not something that an organization like the FBI is just going to be like, well, we lost him, I guess. Because uh, after they show up earlier in the season when they get arrested again, and they realize, okay, Dean's death was faked. He's still out there. Um, that's some heavy shit. Like they're gonna go find him. It's oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because again, like they have him on video, basically killing this, or they have like several SWAT teams worth of people mm-hmm. that have seen him like mur- brutally murder that chick back in um I don't remember if it was St. Louis or Seattle. It's one of the S yeah. words. Um, during all of this stuff, we kind of neglected to mention that the redhead that was kind of after Dean had been chatting uh, Dean up again and kind of been following him out. Meanwhile, Sam, as he's out and about, finds a shifter body and finds um, finds the redhead's body. Mm-hmm. So they go get the redhead to... Uh, to to like, kill her to in kill front her of the body? To, in front of the body, which I don't really... It's not a very a, good plan. It's a fun <laughs> twist, but they like there's no reasoning behind it. Like they didn't they could have just taken her out of the vault and taken care of her rather than taking her to the specific room yeah. where they found but I don't know. I don't it's, really it's know really, what they were doing. It, it's a telegraphed twist, but it's still a pretty good twist because when she sees her dead body, she passes out and there's a moment where Dean is like guess i'm gonna have to shoot her anyway <laughs> like Dean, yeah. just drop of a dime ready to fucking murder somebody man always <laughs> but it's just it's just they have this like, exchange with each other like 
what? <laughs> it's actually kind of a funny scene, despite all the tension that's been building this whole time. Uh, and of course, then they realize that the corpse is actually the shifter. Like, good move on the shifter to pretend to be a dead version of one of the people. Yeah, this is good. I mean, this is this is very similar to um, what Sam and Dean are going to do to get out of this whole mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do, uh, the SWAT breaks in um, right after Dean and the shifter kind of fight back and forth. Um, Sam is still not with them. Sam has left. Oh, uh, yeah, SWAT breaks in and they realize they're about to get arrested. Um, mm-hmm. So Dean and the shifter, like, does nothing happen with the shifter? Like, did they just leave he that? He puts at- it down. No, no, Dean puts it down. He puts, okay. sticks the silver right in her... In her- heart or something That's it's always it just weird watching dean like beat the shit out of a lady force her up against a wall and then uh they kill her. stab her yeah, it's, yeah it's a little uncomfortable like i mean just like make him look like a like a weird demon or something at some point because mm-hmm. it's a little weird at least um, in this episode we have the context beforehand but uh, yeah, we'll get to that later um swat rolls up and then henrickson arrives and but there's no sign of sam and dean mm-hmm. um they start looking around and he's getting a little pissed and uh, they discover two of their SWAT guys who have been <laughs> undressed, yeah. tied up, yeah. and I know where you guys think this is going, and it's not. No, and then just left by themselves uh, yeah. in a closet. They like they show Sam full on Jason Bourne them. Like I was looking at this, I knew it was coming, and I'm watching Sam walk down the hallway. He puts his arms up, and I'm thinking, you know, I was just playing that game Hitman, and I tried to do this in the game, and it it didn't go well. <laughs> you know, and that was a video game, and I'm watching Sam Winchester just stand there, and I get that he's a goddamn superhero. Um, but they come up on him and he just is like, okay, I'll keep my hands up. And they're not like, get down on the ground. They're just walking closer to them with their guns. Where is and this then, Sam when um, he was in that altercation with Gordon B. Lurkin, when yeah, Gordon just like, dis, you know, just basically disarmed him and then put a knife to his throat. Like, where was this Sam at then? You know what? He got the cast off. He got the cast off. That's right. His, his wrist is all better now. So, <laughs> so that he suddenly, like, he's been trained. He's been holding up. Because rather than think, like, the muscles would be weak, no, they've just been getting stronger that whole time. Because <laughs> he hasn't been using He's just uh, been building up strength. What, so what, is, the, what is the opposite word of atrophied? Because that's what the Winchesters do with their muscles <laughs> when they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're just regenerating more power. Um, so he does, you know, he does this cool move, takes down the, uh, the SWAT guys. But then we don't see anything for a while. Um, we don't really know where Sam has been. It's just been uh dean i guess waiting to be caught or something sure, yeah but somewhere along the line the the swat team they find the dead girl who is um the shifter, the shifter. of course mm-hmm. and the guy says oh this is sad like i just walked her out a minute ago i could have sworn it like she must have a twin sister or something uh and they needed to have that in this episode in order for it to be resolved a little bit better mm-hmm. or they're not getting another murder pinned on them well not as easily because the dead girl is looks exactly the same as the girl who was still alive, the redhead. So nobody's going to be able to ID that body <laughs> because the real girl is still alive. Well, and presumably there's like a, a higher order of hunters out there that are taking care of like these kind of mistakes that Sam. Well, you better hope so <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> you've literally given a shifter body to the police, <laughs> which doesn't seem like a good thing. That seems like a way to make like a paramilitary hunter force like this controlled by the government instead of yeah. by Ellen's bar. So. <laughs> <laughs> just saying keep it indie folks yeah <laughs> don't, go, don't go commercial uh but I'm yeah just picturing you, a morgue scene for somebody you know poking at the thing like does this skin seem weird to you yeah it's coming right off i don't you know I, I guess we we've established before when sam and dean stole their dead, dead dad's body out of the hospital sure elwar mcgillicuddy <laughs> and, and burned it in an open field yeah. um that they're pretty good at handling corpses so maybe they just went so. and stole that so they went um, back to the bank later. Yeah, <laughs> they returned to the scene of the crime. That'll still be there, right? <laughs> uh, 
but as 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 you guys might imagine, they um, when they undressed the SWAT team, they dressed up in their gear and just like snuck out, and we get this really cool and very kind of emotional, um, not emotional, uh, but this really really cool and very heavy like scene where they're kind of stripping off the SWAT gear while Renegade plays, and especially the yeah. opening of Renegade, which is a really really cool thing, and. Um, they let that heartbeat go in the middle of it for a second. And then just like, you can tell like, Oh shit. Like this is the work. This is the closest shave that we've seen the boys in. This is almost getting, you know, gotten by the feds. This is, you know, they actually have somebody at the FBI that has a file on Sam and Dean and is going to be chasing them. Like this, this is some serious shit. And again, you know, renegade playing in the background. And mm-hmm. I think, um, who, who actually says the line here? I don't, I don't, I don't remember who says the, I think it's Dean who says we are Dean. so screwed. So screwed. <laughs> Like Which, yep. man, great. I mean, that's just that's just yes. As a matter of fact, you are so screwed. <laughs> this episode doesn't contribute entirely to the overall mythology of the show. Some certain things, like the FBI thing, that's we're going to see that again. This isn't mm-hmm. over yet, um, but it is probably still one of my favorite episodes of Supernatural, and that's like of all all of them. I really really like this episode. Uh, I I just like the way that it moves. It doesn't all make perfect sense, but it's just a fun episode to watch. I have a real strong affection for heist movies in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, while this isn't a heist movie, uh, because it's so close to being a bank robbery kind of thing, like it really, yeah. really works for me. I very, very much like these tense, um, who's the real bad guy, bank, you know, hostage situation stuff. Like all this works for me really well. It's shot very well. Your your side characters here, your Ronnie's and your Agent Henderson's are very, mm-hmm. very good. Like both of those actors are really great. I, I mean, there's nothing to me that's that's really bad about this episode. Like, there's some casual misogyny. I guess that's pretty bad. Yeah. But other, otherwise, like, as a Supernatural episode, it's one of the few that don't contribute to the overall plot that I, I still was like, definitely have to watch. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Let's go to um, season two, episode thirteen, Houses of the Holy. All right, I can read this one. Uh, original air date February first, two thousand seven. Uh, over ten years ago. Can you believe that? Fuck, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Winchesters have seen ghouls, demons, ghosts, and vampires, but angels. <laughs> you should have changed that too. But hunks. Trying to get in the water. <laughs> Dean says there's no such thing, but a new case involving chosen people who smile, who, excuse me, people who smite evildoers may prove him wrong. I tried to get a hunk in there, but it didn't you work did. so bad. Yeah, I saw sorry. So this is, I kind of forgot about this episode. As soon as I started watching, or as soon as we got past the cold open, I remembered what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one, in some ways it does stand out because it, it talks about angels and it's one of the only ones in the early show that does. Yep. Um, I guess in some ways it's forgettable to me, although it's not a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's definitely forgettable because a lot of the um, actual hunting here is just kind of going from place to place. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the, there's no real hook for this episode to me. Um, And I think a lot of these themes are touched on later and to greater effect. So here it's just sort of a, uh, a first attempt at something that they're going to go at stronger later. 
And the um, I, I like the concept of angels being introduced here because I really enjoyed, like, my favorite bit of this episode is um, Sam saying, like, well, if we're dealing with all of this shit, like, why wouldn't there be something good, too? Like, one, ha- there has, like, if all of the bad stuff is true, then all, some of the good stuff has to be true. And Dean just flat out not believing that mm-hmm. at all. And um, there's some moments in here where, you know, Dean is just so incredulous that this whole thing could even be real that he says, well, like, what are you going to start doing now, Sammy? Like, you're going to start praying every day? And he's like, and Sam says, yeah, that I do. I have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And for the for the brothers to be so incredibly close and for Dean not to know about Sam's kind of internal religion and internal yeah. thoughts about this thing really, man, it just makes you realize how much they actually don't talk to yeah. one another, um, which is a which is a big family thing. Like family to me is something that you know you know a lot about them. They'll always be there for you, but you don't necessarily like hang out and, t- and talk about your day to day with them. You should yeah. probably know what religion your family is, though. <laughs> <laughs> this seems something like again not a recent thing for Sam necessarily, mm-hmm. but like he's been doing a lot of that self hatred stuff recently. He's been really, especially since the big reveal a few episodes ago about something being wrong with him i mean he's kind of always known that and i think that his praying is a result of that it's mm-hmm. it's a complete resistance to whatever thing he fears is inside of him mm-hmm. uh and so it does make sense it's just uh it's almost it's almost stranger that that dean is the way that he is than it is that sam is the way that he is well and i and i get dean's perspective on this too uh, oh totally we, we and we get towards the end of this episode we get like what dean's actual thing with angels is which i think is mm-hmm. extraordinarily powerful i thought it was mm-hmm. really really good the end um, of the episode is really good yeah absolutely um to i guess to to get us started um basically angels are appearing to degenerate pieces of shit as the show frames them which i think is kind of <laughs> wrong like yeah. this chick is literally doing nothing wrong except like i, I guess she's smoking and that's bad yeah. i think they imply that she is a drug addict or a sex worker of some kind yeah uh dean calls her a hooker at some point mm-hmm. like a hooker with a heart of gold or something again 2007 we yeah. can just <laughs> <laughs> to, we have to invent misogyny so that we can fight it off. <laughs> yes, that's um, right. Um, but yeah, so she starts, she's kind of just flicking through channels and then she gets this crazy weird vision. Her whole house starts shaking and uh, we find out that she had an angel appear to her and told her to go stab another dude in the heart. Um, we find this out because right after our cold open, we find her in a hospital room, like a psychiatric hospital room, and, and Sam walks in in like yeah. full orderly regalia, like scrubs and the whole nine. Which is I just, was just like, Sam, how did you get this job? <laughs> Sam, you were six foot seven. Because she's how like, did oh, nobody must- noticed you walking into this room. <laughs> she's like, you must be new, right? Like, I again, I've said this many times. I worked at a hospital, and I remember it was like my second month there and i went down and i worked in a, in a different department i was just sent there just to go help hey they're short staff today can you go help them out and i i had like that same sam winchester haircut and i'm not even that tall but they were like um do you actually work here like they were super <laughs> incredulous and i'm just a regular boy <laughs> and i did work there <laughs> and i had full full authentication <laughs> i had a like badge and everything <laughs> so sam um, walks in here but we see the image that we're that the show gives of, of gives us of this woman is, you know, first she's this strung out, uh, tired looking woman smoking a cigarette, but now she's in the whitewashed um, mental institution, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she seems totally serene and happy. She's Sunlight just like streaming through the bar yeah. windows, like the whole night. Like she, they really set her up to be kind of an angelic presence with the light behind mm-hmm. her and everything. When you first see her, which again, just these first couple of seasons and we talk about it all the time, but I just keep wanting to hammer it home. I mean, the, the cinematography on this stuff and the lighting and everything is so good. Like, 
every once in a while it gets kind of washed out at times. Like that Croatoan episode, as much as I liked it, was a little washed out color wise. Yeah, yeah. But when, when they when they start playing with light, I really really enjoy it. Yeah, that's it's great stuff, and it serves this super well. They had great lighting in the last episode as well. Just the the beams coming through the uh, empty mm-hmm. bank, like it was really cool. Um, but. So Sam questions her, and she's just so rational about it all, just explaining, I heard God's voice through an angel, and um, I killed this man because he was a bad man. Like, I know he was. I don't know what he did, but he was evil, so I killed him because God wanted me to. And, and now I'm here, and that's she okay. She specifically says he was guilty to his foundations, which is yes, going to come up yes. in a little bit. Um, we go back to Dean, who is kind of hiding on the hotel. <laughs> um, it's He's playing some, like, shitty rock song on his shitty Verizon phone, which the next couple of episodes, like, very, very, like... The product placement in this show isn't egregious, except with cell phones. Like we saw yeah. this with the Palm Pilot from Sam that Sam had in mm-hmm. season one, and now we're seeing it with these weird Verizon phones that they definitely stole from somebody. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, and he's going at it with this massage bed. He loves this bed, and like it's implied that he's kind of addicted to it. Yeah, like to the point Sam actually says, "Like I'm, I'm getting kind of uncomfortable that you're talking love, about this." I so love much. his line <laughs> delivery on that. Just you're enjoying that way too much. It's kind of making me uncomfortable. Like <laughs> he sounds uncomfortable. Like he's not trying to talk shit to Dean. He's legitimately like, this yeah, I don't is, like this, this. Is pretty weird, dude. <laughs> Please stop. And I don't, this. Hey, I don't know how to say this, but <laughs> kind of, I mean, this is really freaking me out. <laughs> oh man! And uh, yeah, but yeah. Dean is Dean is just bound to the hotel room because. Uh, his face was just plastered all over national news. He's wanted. He can't be out in public right now. Yeah, and uh, they go. Apparently, this was this chick is the f- second person to kill someone on the orders of angels. So Sam is definitely thinking like, "Oh, hey, angels exist." And then we get. We're not going to cover it every time it happens, but man, like they talk back and forth a lot about whether angels exist. And yeah. Dean is always saying no, and Sam is always saying yes. Neither one of them at this point just stop and think like, "Okay, it's still a hunt." Like, we'll figure out what yeah. it is at the end. Why do we have to commit fully? Like, I don't understand either one of them's perspective of making the other one, like, completely agree with them at this stage. Yeah. Right? Why like, can't there be shades of gray here? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Why Although I like an the angel and a demon. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, something about, um, you know, Dean says something about unicorns. Or some, one of them makes a joke about unicorns. <laughs> yeah. And this is just a straight-up joke that not it's not supposed to be from the writers. It's not supposed to be a joke for the audience. It's a joke that Sam is making to Dean. <laughs> and I don't like... He just goes, wait, unicorns aren't real? And Dean okay. gives him a look, and then Sam's like, aha, like, I'm just kidding. It's just so rare that they just, like, the character says a joke to the other character. It's just, it stands out. They do a lot of that playful stuff, and I, I don't know if maybe it's because they feel like the context of the episode would get a little bit too mushy and heavy, Probably. but they want to, like, lighten it up, you know? I, I could definitely see them doing, trying to, trying to you know, just give you a several moments of release from the tension that they're kind of building with all this yeah. angel shit. Um, but they decide to go investigate the dude that the lady killed, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, again guilty to his foundation so they decide like that means check the basement check the basement which is totally unlocked and you can just wander in i mean i don't have we don't have basements down here because we live on swampland but um you you guys have basement is your basement unlocked right now no it's not okay good 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 is there a dead body in it with fingernails buried in the wall i'm not saying shit jeremy (laughs) you ain't get me on the record saying anything (laughs) agent henrickson just went fuck into a mic somewhere (laughs) almost had him (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, they actually like dig up a body in this dude's basement, and um, later it's discovered that like there's been because this guy worked at the library, and several college students have disappeared from the library over the last year. So he's definitely a serial killer in this town, which yeah. is yeah. Um, oh, they find like he was on a chat room board talking to oh, a thirteen year old girl. Totally different dude. Is it? Well, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's when our next scene is this dude laying in a bed, like drinking a beer and reading a comic book, like he's some goddamn like. <laughs> He's just having yes. a beer in the privacy right. of his own ham at home that's, and that's reading right. a comic book. Like, what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's like that's like me like three nights a week. So I mean, it's, fuck. I'm lucky if I have three nights that aren't like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fucking next, Jeremy. <laughs> Apparently so. I'm a degenerate in the eyes of this angel that I have to be yeah. converted so I can go kill somebody. Which it's is like what happens. Because you're yeah. bad, but you're not pedophile bad. So exactly. Yeah, you're you're forgivable because you you know only read comic books. Whatever, mm-hmm. man. Uh, excuse me. We get the same uh, angel treatment from him, and then he goes to some random dude's house and just straight up stabs the guy. Yeah. So yay for that. Yeah, that's that's the pedophile. Yeah, and that's when they go and find like yeah he's been chatting with the thirteen year old girl and all of that. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got a history. I love by the way when they go and like hack into his computer and Sam's like hold on. Hold on, I got this. And then he just types a password in, like he guessed it. Like, what was the password yeah. that he used? Angel. He d- he did that recently in an episode. Um, the one where, uh, the usual suspects were there, you know, arrested. He's they're hacking into that guy's computer, and it's just a password screen. And Dean's like, "Well, how long is that going to take?" And he's like, "I don't know, thirty minutes." And then it's just him clacking away on the keyboard. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Sam? Just trying words. Also, we've talked about this uh, in the last episode of the podcast, but like Sam's skill set that he's learned at Stanford. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like what? It's, it's just, like, did he teach computer hacking right alongside lawyer stuff? I, oh, I pa- password guessing scenes are always funny. There's a great one in the X Files where uh, Scully's trying to break into Mulder's computer and she just types in spooky. <laughs> and then she types in Samantha, which is Mulder's sister's name. And then she just goes, trust no one. But the. But the one is just the number one, and that's it. She's like, oh, yeah, fuck perfect. yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> God, the fact that um, Scully would know like to replace the word one with the number one. Like, she, that she's obviously been on chat rooms. And yeah. when did X-Files come out? Like 1998 or something? 92, that's... I think. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, it's an old show. All right. So anyway, <laughs> that's next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's after um, we do Buffy and whatever else. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we can get into some... Anyway, so they they go to the church. They talk because they realize that all these people go to the same church, mm-hmm. and all these people being killed go to the same church. And they go to talk to the priest there, and they you know pose as uh, other priests. I guess I don't know or churchgoers. No, they're they're, I'm not they're sure. saying like they're going to move into the neighborhood, and they really need that's some right. good religion. Which I guess I guess it, me not being a religious person, like I don't really go to churches and introduce myself. But just mm-hmm. even as a religious person, I would think that that would be super creepy. Which probably makes me definitely not a religious person. <laughs> so. yeah. I was uh, I mean, I was raised Catholic. I'm not a religious person now. But it, it, I mean, maybe it's just Catholicism, but everything always felt very cold and, the, and walled off. Like, I never spoke to any single person when I was in church, except for when they made us talk to each other. Granted, I was just a shitty kid, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, and I've been to, but, like, lots of, lots of like, religious events and churches and stuff where it was super social and everybody was having a good time. And, like, you know, we were all, like, making food or whatever and singing hymns or, and like, it's fine. I just, like, oh yeah, the, the idea of, like, going to this scary-ass church and it's... Very much a scary ass church. They um, have some serious statues in this church. Yeah, but they talked to this them, dude, and um, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. What's do you want to talk about the stats? One of them is the Avenging Angel. That's what they start talking about. Um, I don't oh, know yeah. how they, it comes up somehow, and they see the Archangel Michael, and the priest goes over to the Archangel Michael, which I think it's very interesting that this comes up in this episode. Um, but they, he goes over to him and he and he tells them about him, uh, and he says the Archangel Michael with a flaming sword, fighter of demons, holy force against evil. Now I think that just st- stuck out to me as a supernatural fan, um, and in some ways. I could see the boys comparing themselves, especially Sam in his vulnerable state, mm-hmm. which is interesting that he would compare himself to something like that or want to find faith in something like that. Um, and I think he starts asking along the line of questioning, like, um, so these weren't the you know squeaky clean version of angels that we all see on Hall- Hallmark cards or whatever. Like these, they were avenging angels. They were a lot more serious. And the priest quotes a piece of the bible and he says uh, an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified that's what he quotes the rest of that quote is but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people um, oh, okay good <laughs> yeah yeah that's fun nice. um, that ended way better than it began <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> but the, this uh, you know idea of being terrified of an avenging angel it just it sticks with the boys a little bit I really like that the fact that this priest is also um he's not arguing he's not taking Dean's side that angels don't exist but he's not taking Sam's side either that angels would be behind this because he's like that's not like the affairs of men are so far below the affairs of gods and angels like they're not even they don't even they don't even connect with one another which yeah also demonstrably false as we're going to come to see but um <laughs> the, I, I like the fact that the priest is actually taking kind of a classical view on this of like no these yeah. people these are beings that are to help us and not to harm us mm-hmm. um which is frustrating to sam and also dean who doesn't want to believe in any of this stuff um the scene after this is where they find out that the previous priest to this church um had been shot and killed for the keys to his car yeah um and so dean like right immediately, outside the church <laughs> right on the church set, like they walk outside and like there's just like a bunch of flowers on the side um they th- this is where they have their big you know religious conversation and he says that's where we find out that sam has been praying every day for a long long time so he's he's a believer where um dean describes himself as a skeptic or a cynic about this stuff creating this kind of split between them that I think we're going to be dealing with for pretty much the rest of the season, if not Mm -hmm. the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. But then, oh shit, Sam has a vision, but it's not like his usual vision. This time he's reached out to by this quote unquote angel. Yeah. They go to the, um, the dead priest grave because that's a thing that they do. And there's a, there's like literally the doctor who angel statue just standing there. (laughs) And like, it starts like shaking in a weird way. And uh, yeah, Sam sees the light and is told like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we've got a purpose for you. You got to go kill this dude. Mm -hmm. There's this, this scene in particular, I think is just, so Sam passes out. Dean wakes him up and, and like tries to get him to like drink some like something out of his flask, which yeah, is, he's like, like hey, oh, you're probably you're probably pretty fucked up, huh? And he's like, nah, dude, I um, feel good. But Dean wants to perform a, a ritual because he's seen the the father's grave, the priest mm-hmm. that died. He's seen his grave, and like there's this wormwood growing all over it, and nowhere mm-hmm. else. And uh, like Sam, to me, Dean is a hundred percent on the right. Dean immediately sees that this this dude has been killed. He thinks, oh, it's a, it's a vengeful spirit. Let's go check his grave. Oh, his grave has a bunch of vengeful spirit shit all over it. Sam, what do you think? Sam's like angels. <laughs> like what? Yeah, <laughs> it's so frustrating to me in this. It's it's not. It's very. It doesn't seem like Sam, where the evidence is pointing to something else, but he just wants to believe in this thing. And I get why he wants to, but it's definitely blinding him in a way that is not typical of his character. 
because he wants to believe if he's the bad, like if his dad thought that he was so bad that he would have to be shot, then there has to be good in the world. And that's what he mm-hmm. keeps coming back to. Mm-hmm. Um, they decide to do a seance because her, Daddy Winchester put a seance ritual in the, in the, in the journal, which thank you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Shout out. <laughs> they go and buy like a bunch of crap. And uh, Sam has this line of, man, I know we've gotten pretty ghetto on spell work before, but a SpongeBob mat in place of an altar cloth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, I don't know if the books cover this, but I would really like to know more about this ghetto spell work that they've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, What are they using in place of what? Yeah, show don't tell, guys. Show don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam decides, well, no, after they buy this stuff, that's when Sam has a second vision, and it's he sees the guy that he has to kill. The, the voice of God or whatever is telling him to kill. Mm-hmm. And so Dean's like, hold up, buddy. You're not killing anybody. Okay, that's a weird move for you, Dean. Um, especially since you've been hell-bent on putting bullets in people for the, for the last very, few episodes. Very out of character for Dean Winchester. Yeah. If Dean had gotten this this voice or whatever, he would have ventilated that dude on the spot. Oh my um, god. Because Half the town would be dead by now. <laughs> he would have gotten a sniper rifle and all of those bombs they made back in Croatoan episode yeah. and just wiped yeah. the fucking th- place out. <laughs> Yo, Sam, we still got those? We definitely um, got those in the truck, G. We got them. He'd, got he'd be calling up Gordon to get him down there to help him out. Um, <laughs> Gordon, I got a vision from God. We gotta do this. <laughs> but that's the thing. As I'm saying this and joking about it, I realize this isn't happening to Dean. This is happening to Sam. And mm-hmm. Not even just that he doesn't believe it's an angel, more that he doesn't want his brother to be killing anybody. Because as much as Sam is fucked up about being evil and worried about being evil, Dean's worried about it too. And he doesn't want Sam to think that. He doesn't want Sam to go down that path. Um, We're going to so pick this says, up in the next episode, but there's it's very, very apparent that his dad whispered, that Dean Dean's dad whispered to him, like, if you can't save him, you're going to have to kill him. Mm-hmm. So the only thing Dean can think about doing is saving him and saving him definitely makes is not letting Sam kill some, uh, some innocent dude is definitely in the save compartment. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So he's like, all right, I'll go track this guy down. You know, if he's as bad as all these other people have been, then we'll deal with it. We're not dealing with it right now because he hasn't done anything. He's just a man. We, we, we don't know. Um, Sam heads back to the church to perform the little uh, uh, ritual. And of course he gets busted by the, the priest. And this is one of those, you know, I, I can explain moments. And he actually does explain. <laughs> well, he and, looks around and he's like, maybe I can't actually. Yeah. Like, I think here's what I think is going on. <laughs> yeah. He just, he lays it all out and the priest is like, okay, that's a little bit crazy. Come with me. And that's when the ghost of father Gregory finally appears. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, um, finish this stuff with Sam because the show goes back and forth to kind of build mm-hmm. some tension, but let's mm-hmm. finish this stuff with Sam and then go, go down Dean's path and then we'll, we'll, we'll meet up in the middle um, or meet up at the end so we can talk about what happens. But um, so this father appears and Sam is instantly disappointed. The, uh, the, the living priest says, Oh my God, am I seeing an angel? And like, you can see just how crushed Sam is. He's like, no, yeah. it's just a vengeful spirit. Like he's so fucking bummed about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Anybody else in the world would be like, Holy shit, a ghost. Yeah, you just raised a ghost, yeah. and <laughs> awesome. I think that Sam knew all along this is probably how it was oh, going to yeah. turn out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like that little girl that you tell, like, "Hey, we're going to get in the car and go to um, Disney World," and you're like, "Nope, it's actually the dentist." She she probably knew, and that's this yeah, is I mean, Sam's I'm, face. I'm not telling the little girls to get in my car just for the record, but yeah, well, I, I meant like mean. your sister or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'm picking up little girls and anybody. Oh God, <laughs> now this is going to be my racist truck moment. Cut. Shit. Cut. <laughs> 
good thing I'm editing this. Yeah. I can just make Chris say that in the edit. So that's easy. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's super disappointed and um the the priest, Father Thomas, or because his name I think his first name is Thomas and his last name is something, but whatever. This vengeful spirit is saying to the priest, like, no, I'm I heard your call. Like he prayed for peace and mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. I'm taking these broken souls and I'm using them to clean up these streets. Like I'm using them as a vengeance. God told me to do this. Yeah. And, and through uh, that he's saying, I will give you redemption. Yeah. So he's already seeing, you know, we've seen uh for lack of a better term, like a junkie hooker. That's how the show is calling her. And then we're seeing some, I guess, nerd. And then um, now Sam. <laughs> some nerd that likes to have a beer. <laughs> he's being lumped in with those freaks. But basically just these, the, the priest is deeming them in in need of redemption. And I think that that's telling for Sam. Yeah, because, I mean, no matter what, Sam is carrying around a lot of guilt. Whether it's, you know, actual guilt or not. Like, it's, he's, he is carrying around. It must have been like a fucking neon sign for this Father mm-hmm. Thomas dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual priest says like, no, you're not, this isn't the way you do things. You're, you're corrupting these innocent lives. You're not redeeming them. You're corrupting them. You're making them worse. Um, they don't even believe in the real thing. They believe in you. And you know, this, you should let, you should allow me to give you your last rights. And, uh, I like this because it's not the boys having to burn a body or anything like that. It's actually showing that like some of these religions that we'll see in this universe actually have some real depth and some real meaning and mm-hmm. not, not to imply that they don't outside of this. Cause I know it's all about what you bring to it, but like inside this universe, like some of this stuff is actually based on some real shit. So giving last rights is actually releasing his spirit to, to be able to move on. Yeah. Which is good. I don't think this could have happened, you know, a year from now. Um, he would have probably been too far gone to as a yeah. visual spirit, but yeah. yeah. You want to take us back to Dean's plot? So Dean is on the trail of the guy that, that Sam saw in his vision to that he needed to kill. And, uh, well, it was a good thing that he was following him because it turns out, you know, this guy, he, he seems pretty normal. He just goes and buys flowers or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I think I made that up. It could be in the episode. <laughs> uh, and he picks up this girl for a date and things are going okay, but he stops at a weird place. And, you know, well, for lack of a better term, he gets abusive and he gets a little rapey. And, um... Thankfully, Dean is there to uh, to set things straight because uh, it gets real weird real fast. Man, this season is just it's some, got some real rapey overtones, and it's yeah. always it's always dealt with so that um, it's not ever done for like they don't go through a graphic rape scene or anything. No. But it's and it's always the the guy that's being a, the the aggressor is always get, gets his comeuppance. Like we saw that mm-hmm. in the uh, friend zone necromancer. No, sorry, the um, the webhead guy that tried to yeah. like you know he yeah. got his he got his he got his clock cleaned, his ass punched, whatever you want to call it. Um, clock cleaned am i in like, no 20s? i like that i like i like that one um cleaned anyway. his clock he took his lunch clock. Clock. yeah yeah <laughs> um i um, actually i do appreciate the fact that they're saying that um this man's crime is worthy of death in the eyes of this angel i, I actually could get behind that because absolutely. Fuck people like this yeah yeah because fuck this guy yeah because yeah. this is probably not the first time that this has happened and it's certainly no. something that he was intending to do um what i don't understand so dean bust in like tries to um, knock the dude out. The girl escapes finally. Like she mm-hmm. gets out of the car. Um, Dean is kind of knocked to the side when the dude takes off in his car. And Dean's mm-hmm. like, "Are you okay?" And then jumps in his car. Then Dean decides to like do a high speed chase. And yeah, and Chris like know. their job isn't really to hunt like to hunt dudes doing no. evil, right? Like I don't understand Dean has, why Dean has Dean made is- it very clear that this is not his thing. He should call the police and just say, Hey, this person with this car, if Sam was there, he would have remembered the license plate. Uh, he just attempted to rape this girl or whoever. I don't know what Dean's intentions are. 
to go beat him up, maybe. Um, just catch him to bring him to the... I don't know what he's he's planning, um, but it doesn't really matter because things turn out a different different way than Dean plans uh, regardless. Yeah, as he's chasing him, um, they gotta go... You know, this is an extended chase, on, chase scene, so, like, you go over a hill and down a road, and, like, there's some drifting, and finally, like, a, a truck pulls out in front of them, the guy and the guy just gets straight up final destination. I don't know another word yeah. for this. Like a pipe goes through the windshield and straight through this dude. And it's fucking gruesome. It's like he was meant to die regardless or something. I don't know. Well, and that's what Dean takes away from it. So um, we, we, we must have passed over the moment that I really wanted to call attention to where um, Dean talks about his mom and the angel thing. I think it's the end of the episode. I can't remember. I do have notes about it somewhere, but we can talk about it now. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was earlier after Sam gets knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to get back to, and this is a good, a goodest place of any since we're wrapping up. But um, there's a there's a moment where Sam is like, you know, why don't you believe? You know, we you, know, you believe in all this other stuff. Why don't you believe in this? And besides not being able to see it, um, he says that um, their mom believed, and the last thing that he said, she said to him uh, was, you know, angels are watching over you. We'll always be here. So that was literally probably like a couple of hours before she died, mm-hmm. which which can fuck a little dude up. He's probably yeah. real fucked up about that. And that of course, Sam didn't know. In his head. Yeah. He was too busy on that demon. To, I mean, he was, you know, <laughs> almost getting killed. But Sam, Sam seemingly knows almost nothing about Mary. And when they draw attention to that, it's really sad. Like Sam does, didn't have a mother. And it's equally sad when you look at little boy Dean, who really needed his mother because he was just a four year old boy who also then lost his mother at age four. It's, it's sad in different ways and it's, but it's equally sad for both of the boys. He's just a little guy. He just needed a little, just a little he was just, just a poor little guy. guy. Um, Sam and Dean but meet they, back up at the, at the hotel. Yeah. And then um, Sam is, is very distraught about the, the things that he has witnessed and tells Dean, like, you know, I'm not, I thought this was real. It wasn't, um, we see Dean continually drinking and this time Sam kind of partakes as well. Uh, and, Really, what Sam is is getting at, and what he, he, he says, he takes his time getting to it, but he eventually says, like, maybe I could be saved too. Like, if these mm-hmm. people can be redeemed, maybe I can too. And to Dean, he's thinking, like, you don't need to be yet. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm yeah. like, you don't need to be. And um, but Dean's 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 extremely rattled too because he's saying yeah. that you know if he hadn't seen this guy get this pipe through his chest, like with with his own eyes, like he said, it's, it's almost like somebody wanted that dude dead. I have some of the quotes from this because it's, it's a nice, mm-hmm. a strong exchange. Um, but it's, you know, Sam talking about the evil in the world and his own destiny. And, uh, and Dean says, you know, I'm, I'm watching out for you. And Sam says, yeah, I know you are, but you're just one person, Dean. And I needed to know that there was some greater good. Maybe I could be saved, like you said. And meanwhile, knocking on Heaven's Door is playing in the background the whole time. <laughs> yeah, FYI. And not the, not the Guns N' Roses version. No, yeah, actually, the Bob the Dylan version. version. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Sam kind of like laughs it off. In, a, in an interesting way, like during this exchange, he's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is all a little bit crazy. Um, but that's when, that's when Dean starts to, to kind of lean into it a little bit saying that what you were talking about, like, you know, the thing I saw, like that it almost seems like maybe God's, maybe it was God's will. Um, he, he just like, he can't believe it. So uh, I'm trying to remember what my thought on this was. And as I'm reading through my notes. Uh, oh yeah. So D- uh, Dean, Dan, whoever that is, Dean says, maybe it was God's will after what he saw. Just like Mm -hmm. this guy, you were told to go kill him by a person who thought he was speaking with the voice of God. Uh, And he ended up dying anyway, despite us not doing anything. Maybe it was God's will. And he says that, and 
part of me, the old part of me who, who watched the show said, okay, well, Dean takes away that piece of it with this episode as well. You know, he maybe becomes a little bit of a believer in, in a way. Um, but now watching it, I'm not so sure if that's at all what it is. And mm-hmm. I think that he's saying it because he knows that his little brother, Sammy needs to hear that his little brother needs to know or needs to believe that it's not so bad. And maybe there is some good out there. Uh, and that make made me like really sad for them or for Dean almost like he's, he's not, he's not necessarily lying, but he's saying what his brother needs to hear. And Sam, I don't know whatever really know or truly appreciate that. And that makes me sad too for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just this exchange and you know, it's easy to overthink this stuff, but it's like, you know, it's powerful. Well, they're a, obviously like at, at this point. Um, I mean, when we get to season twelve, I'll start accusing you of overthinking <laughs> stuff, right? Like in season two, they're obviously still working with these characters. They they they're they're working with an overall plot, even mm-hmm. if it's kind of just sketched out right now. Like they're they but they want these characters to have an arc and a and a motivation. And right now, like both of these dudes are dealing with a bunch of internal shit in much different ways, and they're also dealing with different shit. Um, it, Dean being in this role of protector and of having to save the family, of having this responsibility, of, of this responsibility thrust on him when by all accounts he should have he should have died in the first episode of season two mm-hmm. so he should even be here like i don't know if you get this sense of fairness in your in your actual life but like when things aren't fair it really fucks with me sometimes like well why yeah. why, why does what does he get the day off and i've, I've been working here for two <laughs> years i don't get the fucking yeah. day off like dude you didn't ask for the day off like but it's something still fucks with you i can only imagine like why do i why do i have to like kill my brother like dude you should have killed this dude a long time ago if you were thinking that don't make me yeah. do it <laughs> fucking john yeah. winchester god damn it john <laughs> Not and then, cool. And then Sam just having these um, thoughts about, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not the guy that I thought I was. I've always thought I was this good guy. I've always tried to escape the life to live my life, and it keeps, you know, doing the Godfather thing and pulling me back in. But now also I find out that I could be one of the things that I've hunted the rest of my entire life, and yeah. now my brother might have to kill me, which is really fucked up. So yeah, and I, and I hope you guys like that because it's going to keep happening. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. So shall we start with uh, season two, episode fourteen, "Born Under a Bad Sign"? Air date two eight seven. Shit, I'm bad at this. Fuck you with that one. February eighth, two thousand seven. Sam disappears, loses seven days, and wakes up covered with blood. The brothers investigate, and every clue leads them to believe that Sam's dark side may have finally emerged. (laughs) What 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 about going dark side? (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) so good. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so our our open here, and I guess for the listeners out there, um, we're uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not going to go through this one step by step. It's, I mean, th- this is a good episode. I think I think you would agree, mm-hmm. Chris. But yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's no need to go through like all of the details on this. Like, I really like going through the details on episodes that kind of meet for it. Like the the bank mm-hmm. robbery episode, I think was good. Um, but we're going to kind of broad strokes this one. We're not going to go to the individual stuff. But uh, basically, this this episode is about Sam disappearing for seven days. Dean being really worried about him. I think the um, panic in Dean's voice in the cold open is is really really good as he's talking to Ellen. And um, 
like they they do with these quick cuts. So like when Sam calls him, it's like Dean, I'm I don't know where I am. I don't know how I got here. I don't remember anything. And like it, you get a you get Dean rushing off to go save him. And like the mm-hmm. way that they cut that is like he jumps in his car, then he jumps out of his car immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like I like all of that stuff a lot. But yeah, Sam shows up like covered in blood, and they have to like trace his steps back where they find out he's been kind of a dick to everybody. <laughs> yeah. He's been on a pretty in- insane bender. He's like, he's on a cocaine bender and he just like went wild for the weekend. The, um, do you get this rich Sambora reference? Am I just not a Bon Jovi fan enough to know this? Oh yeah. I mean, Dean says it out. So I just assume that somebody in the band. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause I didn't, <laughs> just, yeah. Sam, Sam has checked in under rich Sambora, which I don't, I don't know any, um, I don't know really anything about Bon Jovi, so I just assume that that's... I mean, I don't know why I'm talking about this so much. Let's yeah, I just assumed that was one of the members of Bon Jovi. Because it's not just John Bon Jovi. Yeah. I mean, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, it's, I like, like, it's not like John Bon Jovi and the Heartbreakers, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not at all? Okay. I don't think so. Okay, it's fine. Um, but they have to backtrace Sam's steps, and they eventually get to the house of this um, dead hunter where... and it, it very much looks like Sam killed this dude, and mm-hmm. uh, they they quickly <laughs> because the guy's whole house was wired for camera for for video, so they just yeah. took up the video and Sam totally fucking killed that dude. Sam totally like just ki- just killed him, just beat, beat him up and killed him, <laughs> beat him up, picked his head up, slit his throat, and then just fucking left. Yeah, adios. Really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. What if this is what Dad warned you about? I, I do like the moment where uh, right before this, where they, they they track him back to the um, convenience store, and like yeah. he walks in, it was like you get your ass out of here. Like the convenience yeah. store clerk is like you get out of here, throwing beer bottles at me and stealing my cigarettes. And Dean is like, who this, this guy? guy? <laughs> Say, what are you doing drinking malt liquor in the middle of the day? <laughs> yeah, D- Dean later is like, you know, you throwing beer bottles and smoking cigarettes. That sounds more like me, Sammy. Yeah, <laughs> I get the feeling throughout this that uh, as scared as Dean is, he's also kind of jealous that Sam got to cut loose for a little while. <laughs> yeah, he was like, wait, that guy was smoking. That guy, was, that yeah, guy over there, guys, a chimney. <laughs> Dean's reaction to this, and I think it's a pretty good one, um, except that it would be terrible but dean's reaction to this is to get the fuck out of here like we found this dead body we need to scrub this stuff like we're already got the cops after us like scrub this mm-hmm. and then get the fuck out sam mm-hmm. is just doing this like on we woe is me i'm so sad i'm really i killed this man oh my god what am i gonna do mm-hmm. and like oh man i just i cannot tell you how tired i am already of sam just yeah. whining and moaning about his life and it's extra over the top in this episode, but I suppose there is a reason for that. Yeah, yeah. And he confesses but, to Dean like he's been having these issues that he hasn't told Dean, Dean about. Like, yeah, he's these got, rage issues and yeah. whatever. Um, all right, Bruce Banner, calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Dean comes in there like, Sam, you're not going to hurt anybody. You can fight it. I guess this crazy thing happened and we don't know why, but you can fight it. Dean's still got his back. He's still supporting him all the way through this, despite the craziness that just happened. He's like a protective, he's like a protective mother, kind of. He is. I mean, he's very much the the protector of the family at this point. Like, there's only two Winchesters left that we know about. Mm -hmm. So these are, these, this is it. So he's, and he's, you know, dad's dead. Mom's been dead for a while. So he's, he's the guy. Yeah. Um, I do like, uh, so Sam is asking Dean to kill him, like handing him the gun, pushing the gun on him. And like, you need to kill me. You need to kill me. You need to kill me. Sam, Dean obviously doesn't. And then Sam just knocks him the fuck out with the gun. Yeah. Right before that, we get this, we get this great moment of, 
of Dean. He takes, I'm pretty sure he takes the gun and he, he walks away from Sam and they're in the hotel room dramatically looking at each other. Uh, and he just says, I, I tried so hard to keep you safe. And it's like one of those real, like, oh man. But then he just said, I'd rather die. I would rather die than kill you. And I think that yeah. that says a lot about Dean right there. Dean has been, he's not as, um, outspoken about it as Sam is like Sam at this point is basically asking to be killed all the time. Like it's happened in every yeah. single episode since he's found out about the secret where he's like, Dean, please kill me. And Dean's like, Can we, no, I told you yesterday. It's not going to happen. Uh, but Dean is definitely not really wanting and having a great life. Like we heard, we heard him say in Croatoan that he's just fucking tired and it's mm-hmm. just, it, it, and we, we're just barely getting into it, but like this dude is already getting beat down and he's got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those, one of those sad Dean Winchester lines. Just I'd rather die than, than kill you. I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. And that I tried so hard lines like that are like, Oh God, it's so sad. Matter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> she slipped my wrist, baby Dean. Jesus. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, Sam just is like, Okay, enough of the shit, and then clocks him with the gun. Yeah, um, I like. So Dean wakes up the next day, and there's this extended bit with the hotel manager and this <laughs> yeah. this couple that wants the room to bone down. And Dean's like, "Just, I just need, I need your computer." But yeah. um, he calls the cell phone company from his trusty Verizon phone, TM, <laughs> and gets him to get to lowjack Sam by telling him like, "My um, my kid ran to a Justin Timberlake concert, and my the, the line delivery on this was so great. He was like, "What? What? Excuse me? Oh yeah, he really is the triple yes, threat. He is a triple threat." <laughs> And I like that it's like if this was today, this episode was made today, it would have been Justin Bieber or somebody, but it's Justin Timberlake just to like, really date it. I feel like Justin Timberlake is still the triple threat right now, y'all. I'm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm not going to lie. He's good. How old are you, Jeremy? <laughs> shut up, Chris. No, I agree. I totally agree. JT, <laughs> shout out. Shout out to JT. <laughs> um, but yeah, those, those these scenes are a lot of fun. It's, you know, frantic Dean yet again trying to hunt down Sam. But this time, you know, maybe he's not so sure. The cell phone company just totally gives up his location, which, um, mm-hmm. like, hey, cell phone companies, maybe don't do that. But uh, <laughs> please, I know it's too late. I know it's already 10 years later and you're doing way worse, but uh, mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, and we see Sam. It's at this bar in, you know, Nowhereville, America. And uh, mm-hmm. we see Sam walking through the front door and, and we see our friend Joe, who is tending bar, who has left home to go to an even shittier home because that's what you do <laughs> when you're a kid. Um, yep. And wow, do we have a weird and horrible and awkward scene here where Sam is just a creepazoid. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on, but he's just being physically and uh, verbally really creepy and abusive. And it turns into what looks like is about to be a full on rape scene. Um, thankfully, they dial it back just just at the end. Just, there, just but- a bit. And he just, you know, uh, he just in fucking air quotes, like knocks her head out, knocks her head on the bar and, and she passes out. But um Leading up to this, he's, you know, saying some really, really weird stuff about, like, because she asked him, where's Dean? And he's like, oh, you know, he's he's just off and doing whatever. And she kind of, like, has a look. He's like, oh, wow, you're really carrying his torch for him. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems to imply that, like, oh, yeah, we can go do, do something together. Like, you should, me and you should hook up. And she's not into it whatsoever. And um, Chris, I want to apologize. And it's apologize. not even, sorry, what? This, um, up, this whole season, I've been kind of saying, like, that there's this this relationship between Dean and Joe just didn't really exist. Um, but man, like I, I kind of had forgotten that they do stretch this out a little bit. I would have said yeah. that after the HH Holmes episode that there was nothing there, but there's obviously something there. Um, especially when they see each other just in a little bit after this, mm-hmm. like there's definitely some, there's some, there's some eyes being looked at, you know what I'm saying? For sure. And uh, so, yeah, I, I got to take back my previous statements on this Dean and Joe <laughs> situation. I got to yeah. roll those back. 
but yeah, Sam, he, um, well, he's really not Sam here. And it's, it's some of that stuff. Like he's saying, Oh, you're really carrying the torture. I'm like those lines. They're just so, they're so personal. And, and they're such digs against her. And when he starts talking about, uh, how her dad died and all this stuff. And it's just, it's not just part of it. Isn't even just that it's, it's this guy's hitting on her, that Sam's hitting on her. It's that she's not just creeped out by that, but she knows that it's, that's not something Sam would do. Um, but he's doing it, which is freaking out. But he's out. doing it. And also, it's, he's doing it to like a really deep Doors cut. Like, that song, that Doors yeah. song is not one I've ever heard on the radio. It's a good song, but I've never heard it on the radio. Like, it's mm-hmm. a good cut. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what actually happened to Joe's dad. Because um, he says, you know, what did, what did Ellen tell you? Or what do you know? And she explains, like, well, they were on a hunt. Because um, all we know up to this point is that John let Bill, and we finally get a, a name mm-hmm. for cause Bill, Ellen, and Joe. Like, come on, guys, you know you know that syllables exist, right? You can do more than one. Yeah. Um, John and Bill were on a hunt together. Bill was acting as bait, and uh, John jumped out too early, and Bill got killed. And, yeah, that's uh, the story we've we've had up till now. And uh, Sam says, "Well, that's not exactly what happened. What really happened is that." Um, Bill got torn up and you know, he was, he was really, really wounded and he wasn't going to make it. And so John just straight up killed him yeah, uh, to put him out of his misery, which is some fucked up shit to tell this, this girl. And like, yeah. And also Sam, how do you know that? <laughs> right. I think she even asked him, I was like, how do you know that? And he's like, well, I hear things. And he says it in this like weird kind of lilting voice that if you're paying attention might actually clue you in on something because mm-hmm. and, Man, Jared Padalecki actually doing a decent acting job here. Yeah, he he plays almost three different characters here, and it's it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that in a few minutes. I just wish that the reveal came sooner before everything he does to Joe. I wish that there had been some off-scene uh, cue or whatever. There was just something that would show us, like, oh, that's what's happening here. Because up until then, it's like, is Sam just evil now? And is this the kind of evil that he is? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening? The um, so right up until the moment where um Dean busts through the door, Sam is new is this really aggressive kind of sleazy attitude yeah. and persona. When Dean bursts into the door, he immediately adopts this kind of like hurt. Oh God, Dean, you have to yeah, stop me! It's imme- you have to kill me! You have you to kill it, me! Dean, I, I told I you! I, I told can't you. control it! I can't! You know I'm yeah. I, I'm 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 the blah, 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 blah. and um and Dean doesn't do cool, it because it's yeah it's just Jared like being a different character immediately. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, this is this is good stuff. But he's got the knife to Joe's throat, and Dean like assesses the situation and doesn't shoot him. Which mm-hmm. man, like in that scene, if you're Joe, <laughs> sorry Joe, <laughs> if you're uh, you're definitely not one to sleep with that dude after this happens. After he's <laughs> it's not that's gonna kill that buddy romance and, and real yeah. real quick. Um, but he doesn't. Instead, he throws holy water on him. And all of a sudden, like, that's when we finally find out, like, oh, there's a demon inside oh, Sam. Shit. His eyes flash. He jumps out of a window. Um, Joe and Dean kind of briefly have a look. Like, we get that kind of stare down a little bit. Yeah. And then Dean runs out and tries to chase him. And this all ends up with uh, Sam shooting Dean and leaving him for dead in the river or in the water for yeah. whatever Vancouver yeah. has. Um, which, this is this is all pretty good. Like, I kind of like yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, the, during this little back and forth, like cat and mouse chase, Sam is like saying some heinous shit to Dean, which is always fun. Like, oh, you can't hurt me. I'm in Sam's body. Like, you can't kill me and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, but he was actively trying to get Dean to kill Sam so that, uh, you know, Dean could get all fucked up about it, which is yeah. good. That's that's solid motivation for a villain right there. Like, that's, that's for a, sure. That's, that's a good plan. And it's going to be a, like, it's, it's a real fuck you to a hero character. I, I dig that. 
So then it's Sam heading off to the nearest hunter, right? Yep. Which uh, or Demon, Demon Sam, Sam, I guess we should say. <laughs> Demon Sam, yeah. Let's definitely let's clarify. Um, hold on, let me check, let me update my notes. Yeah, get this. Okay. Um, Demon Sam. That even sounds weird in my mouth. Um, Demon Sam heads out to you know, go for the nearest hunter, and while uh, Joe and Dean kind of have this this moment of like, I'm going to doctor you up, and she's like, I want to go with you, and he's like, I'm not letting you get killed, and so she stays behind, um, which is nice. Yeah. And he says some line about, you know, I'll call you. And it's just this such casual, like, this is casual line that has some weight to it in a way. I'll call you, but it doesn't feel like Dean's ever going to call her back. It's just one of those, like, this is a person that you've now met three times. And that's a lot for the Winchesters. They don't usually meet a person more than once. Especially women. <laughs> Especially women. So there's, there is a, like a gravity to him even bothering to say that, but I, it's hard to picture Dean. Like, I feel like he means it when he says it, but he, I can't picture him picking up the phone and calling her back. Well, and she even says like, as he walks out, he's, she, she kind of looks at the camera and says, she doesn't look at the camera. The camera like focuses on her face and says like, and she says, no, no, you won't. Yeah. And um, I think that's Joe coming to terms with like, I probably shouldn't be into these hunter types. Like this is, this is going to end badly. Yeah. Um, but Sam has gone after Bobby and we get a scene of Sam walking in Bobby's door, get invited in. And Bobby's like, where's Dean? Oh, he's laid up with a, a woman somewhere drunk. I'm out here on a hunt. I just wanted to stop in and say hello. And uh, Bobby breaks out the beers. Sam mm-hmm. takes a drink. Oh shit. There's holy water in the beer. Yeah. Fucking Bobby yeah. Singer, man. And oh, I love the dude. like the know-it-all reveal that Bobby gives him. He's like, a little bit of holy water. They're like, no person <laughs> would have even noticed it. <laughs> and then just punches him, cleans his clock. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. yeah. Ties him up under the, the, the typical exorcism devil's trap circle. Uh, yeah. And S- Sam wakes up. Dean's there at this by this point, And Dean is fucking pissed saying like, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill every single one of you demons. I'm going to track you down. You're never going to hurt us again. He's fucking out of the box pissed. Um, Bobby tries the exorcism stuff and quickly realizes like it's not working. Yeah. Somehow this is not working on this one particular demon. And um yeah, like the walls start rattling, the ceiling cracks, so the the sign breaks, so now yeah. the demon's loose, and shit starts going haywire. Sam starts beating the crap out of Dean, and I think is this the reveal, like the mm-hmm. extra, the second reveal of the episode, mm-hmm. is that it's not just a demon. The demon in, that is inside Sam's body right now is Meg, um, who you know recently set back to hell, Meg. <laughs> But and not she's, killed. And she's fucking pissed. She's like, you sent me back there. Hell is like, it's just blood and guts. What did she say? It's bone and flesh and blood and heat. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, even for demons, it's hell. Like it's so yeah. miserable for us. And you sent me back there. So I was going to try to make, you know, you kill your brother and suffer for it. Oh, and by the way, I saw your dad and he says hi. Yeah. And she gets <laughs> this, uh, or, or I just said she, because it like, it makes sense. Like Jared, actually, he shifts again. He starts catching the mannerisms uh, of the actress who played Meg. Uh, it's not quite as well as um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan did the Yellow Eyes character, um, but he's still it's that that sh- subtle shift where he's not just Demon Sam right now; he's Meg Sam right now. Uh, and it's it's cool. It's a cool shift. You can just tell, having you know recently watched all the episodes, you can tell that it's the same character. Yeah, I, I have to think that they kind of coached him on his like definitely. walking and moving and moving around the or his blocking. Maybe would be the better word mm-hmm. because he's he's definitely kind of adopts a more feminine kind of um, just movement style. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I like any time that like people are possessing people and they have take on the traits of other people. That's all really really good. So like yeah. that that if the actors can pull it off, that's always a good time. Um. 
I'm trying to think. Okay, we 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 didn't mention one major plot point, which is earlier. <laughs> um, Joe had noticed like this weird scar on Sam's arm. Um, yeah, it was like a little circle with a line through one side. Um, that turns out to be a binding spell, and so the exorcism didn't work because of this binding spell. She's bound herself to uh, Sam's body. While she's beating the shit and explaining everything to Dean, which you know, <laughs> t- typical villain wrong typical. move, um, t- Bobby sneaks up behind her and she, he has like a glowing hot iron rod and puts it to the arm where, right where the scar is and breaks the binding spell and she's ejected from him. Yeah. 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 It's yep. good. It's good. The, the, I love the boys being possessed by a demon. Um, I love the fact that demons can come back from hell. I love the fact that we still like this show is telling us over and over again that John Winchester is in hell. Yeah. And like they're not uh, giving up on that one just yet. Apparently in a zoo because every fucking demon in the world has come by to see John Winchester, you know, toiling away in hell doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, during this whole like beat him up process, like she fucks with Dean pretty hard about how he's worthless, about how he knows he's worthless, about how, you know, the demon wanted Sam and all this other stuff. Like it's, mm-hmm. it gets kind of crazy. Um, and that's kind of it for the main episode. Um, yeah. we, we get, Bobby we get some- brings up how they killed that hunter. Yeah. And says, like, and don't mention that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says it in such a way, like, Oh, you, you hear anything, you know anything about that? And Dean's like, Nope. And Sam's like, does a Sam face. Uh, and they're like, yeah, keep it that way. Cause uh, you know, there are other hunters and the f- hunter's favorite thing is revenge. So you might want to play it cool with that. <laughs> and then um, Sam and Dean have our, our, our normal, like Sam and Dean chat. Um, they've learned how to talk about their emotions and feelings while driving. So that's going to help out on their, you know, yeah, they don't have to pull over as much. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, but Sam says like, you know, why didn't you kill me? You know, why, why, why did you leave me alive? You had many opportunities. You should have, you, you know, you're going to have to make that decision in the future. And that's because uh, Dean wants to save him. Like he wants to, again, going back mm-hmm. to what John Winchester told him, if you can't save him, kill him. Dean's only, only thing in the world is to save him right now. Yeah. And uh, oh, somewhere along the way, Bobby gave him little charms so they won't get possessed anymore. I guess if they're hanging on to them. Yeah, little plot gonna charms. Say, they're going to need something more permanent than that. <laughs> hey, maybe look at the logo of the show to figure out what. Hey. Um, yeah, this this is all... It, it's weird that we don't feel the need to talk about this episode in detail, considering that it ties directly into demons <laughs> and a, a lot of this mythology stuff. But like the stuff that we're kind of glossing over is really just Demon Sam being a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, um, that, that's really it. Uh, there's there's some good back and forth. Like it involves all of our main characters, and it's Sam is again really really fucked up about. Hey, I I, I was in this I was in this body at the same time as a demon. I felt my hand slit that man's throat. Like I was yeah. there, and that's gonna screw him up a little bit. And he's very remember- very much worried that he's as bad as his dad thought he was. Oh yeah. I do remember being surprised like when the reveal happens when he punches Dean out with the gun mm-hmm. after it being the whole you got to kill me thing. And looking back on it now, Sam is very overwrought in this episode. Even when Dean finds him in the hospital, he's like, "What did I do, Dean? I don't know yeah. what happened." This like whisper sadness and it's like we've seen a lot of overwrought Sam, but this is extra overwrought because it is a demon pretending to be like that. And at the end when he's being sad, Sam it's a little bit more restrained. It's a little bit more like what we're used to. I just didn't realize it until afterwards. Uh, also, Dean makes some joke about him having a chicken side of him or something. Yeah, at the end, he's like, oh man, you had a full-on chicken side of you. That sounds naughty. And I'm like, yeah. what? What, what is that even naughty mean, about that? Dean? What is, like, what What skin magazines are you reading where, like, a, a, a spiritual inner, inner, 
I can't talk today. A spiritual entity takes over your body and then sexy times happen. Like, what what is only that? reads Busty Asian Beauties. So. Is that what happens in Busty Asian Beauties? I've never I've never I looked at Busty Asian Beauties myself, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know when they start that running joke. But. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the CW owns BustyAsianBeauties.com. <laughs> Probably not, right? Do they own BustyAsianBeauties.cool? Because if not, let's go do it. <laughs> It'll just redirect us. Busted Asian Beauties dot church. Oh, <laughs> church. Uh, that's good stuff. So I guess that wraps up these three episodes. Yeah, these are good. Um, we're continuing just a phenomenal run in season two. And I, man, I just like every time I watch the show, I just want to race ahead and watch more. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually it creates a little problem for me because I'm like, well, I want to watch them right now, but I want to wait till they're like, right. I, I like to watch them fresh for the podcast. What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, we're coming up, the, you know, halfway through this season now. We're getting there. We're cruising through it. It's going a lot quicker than I thought it would for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it helps that we, you know, record them all, like, ahead of time. That's true. <laughs> yes. We're that might ahead. be it. Yeah, because people won't hear these for a few weeks. The uh, the next three episodes that we're covering are Tall Tales, Roadkill, and Heart. And if you are watching along with the show, you can go to monsteroftheweek.cool slash schedule. And you can go check that out. Um, you can also go to www.monsteroftheweek.cool slash Chris Loves This and get a special oh, surprise yeah. from Chris. Yeah. So go, go check that out. Mild spoilers, but that's a special surprise for me. Yeah, you probably you probably only want to watch that if you've seen at least through the end of season five, I would say. That's probably mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. probably a good spot to, to put to. But if you've seen the whole series, like go go after it immediately. Yeah, what am I supposed to go, Darkseid or something? What am I supposed to go, Darkseid? Jeremy, quick question. What am I supposed to go, Darkseid or something? <laughs> can we talk about that? Um... <laughs> We actually we we actually talked about talking about ugh, can't talk today. We actually discussed um, bringing up a BuzzFeed article on the show that we forgot oh, to yeah. talk about. Um, you you DM'd me and said, "Hey, me and my girlfriend just took this supernatural quiz on BuzzFeed." Yeah, <laughs> and and you and Autumn, my wife, should do it as well. And so I said, "Fucking a!" So yeah. look, number one, and maybe I'll I'll try to remember to link the article, but like the. <laughs> It was the questions, so, man. This so, so stupid. It was so stupid, and like there was a grid of nine answers, and like one of the questions is like, "What would you want to do on your free time?" And one was just driving, and I'm like, "Okay, so that's obviously Dean. Like, I can yeah. pick out the characters <laughs> that you're trying to guide me to here. Like, it's nothing." And look, I'm not, I'm not saying that Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed should be better, like because it's, it's fucking Buzzfeed is <laughs> shitty, but like, wow, how shitty is this? Yeah. Um, who did, who did you end up with? So I actually ended up with sam and i thought that they would be leading you there super easily but i was like you know what i'm just i'm just gonna go with this and i'm gonna see what happens and it's funny because i did it and then i did it a second i I did it the first time and i got sam and then i did it the second time and i changed just one thing at the end and it was the guilty pleasure song i was like what is that how does that affect (laughs) what this is because the guilty pleasure song that i chose it asks you all these stupid questions last one guilty pleasure song i I chose super bass by Nicki minaj (laughs) i don't remember i I don't remember the last one i I sent it to you but i don't remember what i chose um (laughs) i ended up getting crowley of all people which we haven't even met them in the show so we're not going to talk about him too much but yeah i ended up getting crowley so good for me what was the song you and your wife oh uh shake it off by taylor swift was my that's right but Uh, so i changed just the song afterwards for like my second round i don't remember what i changed it to but then it changed the character so i was like so this was all hinged upon what my guilty pleasure song was but i just want to read you the article there the little uh reveal that it has for sam says you got sam you are sam winchester you've got a well-earned reputation for being intelligent thank you but you're also kind (laughs) 
but you're also kind and determined. Uh, also, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, these, are, uh, these are very positive. Yeah, always a bit at odds with the culture with the culture around you. You nevertheless find a purpose in your life, and you love your family. Thanks. What, um... Can I read the one for Dean? Yeah, yeah, because your, your, your girlfriend got Dean, right, Jessica? Yeah, so Yeah, you guys are made for each other, right? That's right. You were Dean Winchester. Above all, you value your family. Jess, I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure we all know that's not true. Um, but beyond that, you try to enjoy your life as much as you can. You can be stubborn and come across as dangerous, but you're also quick-witted, and you have a huge heart. Aww. Aww. Yeah, me and Autumn got Crowley, and Crowley doesn't get anywhere near the the the, the space that Sam and Dean do. All that you Crowley is, uh, you are Crowley, exceedingly charming. I, I thought that was all I was going to say. <laughs> I paused it there for just for that reason. You're Crowley. End of story. Um, exceedingly charming. You never fail to come through for those you care about, though you may try to hide it. You are resourceful and have impeccable taste, which. I'll be honest with you, doesn't sound like Crowley very much, especially later season Crowley. But yeah, me and Autumn both got Crowley, which Supernatural fans, if you're out there, I know that there's all kinds of shipping stuff and I'm not ever going to look it up if I can help it, but do they, can you ship two of the same characters with one another? Like in, I've, been, can, no, I've been nodding into the microphone because I knew that was going to be your question and the answer is yes. Excellent. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> so you can have like, because um, in Star Wars, when somebody gets cloned, you just extend vowels into their okay. name. So you can have Crowley <laughs> sure. and then you can have Crowley right next yes. to each other. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Crowcrow is what we're going to call that dude. Okay. Sounds good. Chris, where can you be? Where are you on Twitter? Oh, me? Little yeah. me? You can find me at... <laughs> the, the guy with the water in his mouth right now. <laughs> oh, I was like a big old sip of water. Um, you can find me at Local Bones on Twitter uh, for tweets about big old sips of water. That's true. I could, that's accurate. You can find me at JG Greer. Um, both of us have all kinds of other projects that we do. You can go check out our bio pages on monsterthewit.cool for that. We'll be back with you next week at the same time for another new episode of Monster of the Week. Thank you for listening. Bye. You know when they, you know when, (laughs) you know when they call somebody a tall drink of water. Yeah, that's you. Well, tall drink of water is a big sip of water. Um, dude, Joe's cat was like I think 22 when it died. I remember it like in first grade because obviously I've been friends with him my whole entire life. Uh, in first grade, him coming over to my house and like we're sitting on the swing set and he's like, "I have a cat. It's named Eminem." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then like we're in our 20s, like and that thing finally <laughs> kicks the bucket. <laughs> and then Joe looks at you and says, "My cat died. Its name is Eminem." Yeah. <laughs> but somewhere along the line, they just started calling it Rump instead of Eminem. Like I don't know what happened, sure. but the cat was just called Rump. Which always made me happy. I'm I'm so ready for my cat to die. <laughs> I just could happen. Any, could happen at any time. I'm just so tired of cleaning up his shit and his piss and having to feed him every day and listening yeah. to him whine that I didn't do I didn't clean up his shit and his piss correctly or something. So yeah, just that's just, always the worst. Like I'm not gonna throw the dude in a river. Like I'm not heartless. But yeah, you just shoot him. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not gonna shoot it either. Oh, all right. <laughs> but at a certain point, just yeah, no, no, me die. neither. Right. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm definitely not telling you to shoot him. 
Just want that yeah, to be clear. I don't have a gun. I'm, it's okay. I'm, I'm tell, not telling you that there's like a $50 bill next to my <coughs> gun that's next to my cat. So there's just letting you know that there's those things are out there. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Good to know. Sorry, my the guy that cuts my grass is texting me now. I don't want you to come cut my grass right now. That would be terrible on a podcast. Yeah, about to podcast. Just can you text him? Can you, well, first of all, text him, say what up for me. And then second of all, just say yeah, about the what podcast. Up <laughs> what up from Chris? Chad, Chris says hello. <laughs> I've actually, I had to explain like podcasting and stuff to him. So, cause I was like, cause it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, okay, I need you to text me t- before you come over to mow the grass because I'm doing stuff in my house. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm going to have to go through a whole thing. I'm like, well, I'm recording yeah, audio for a podcast. What's a podcast? Okay. Have you ever listened you to the radio? Just said, you should have just said you were in a band. <laughs> I should have said, uh, look, even in my, any, even in lies to my neighbors, I'm not cool enough to be in a band. <laughs> it's just impossible. I'm never yeah. going to be cool enough to be in a band. I'm going to be like, I'll be the cowbell guy. Maybe if I'm lucky. I think you're cool enough to be in a band, Jeremy. I don't think I am, dude. I don't think I am at all. You're cool enough for a supernatural podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm super cool for that. (laughs) Probably too cool for like I'm in the middle. I'm below band, but above supernatural podcast. I'm stunned right now. So I think that I'm too cool to be on a supernatural (laughs) podcast. But then I think about the way I thought about supernatural as I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, no, like I wasn't I wasn't shipping anybody. But god damn it, I loved that show. We had someone write into Days of Future Cast and ask, like, who, what X Man would we date? <laughs> and like, I was like, Gary, I don't, I'm not sexually attracted to any of these fictional characters. Are you? And he's like, No, not at all. <laughs> okay, cool. But if I had to pick one, <laughs> yeah. But if I had to do one, so I'd say, okay, Nightcrawler or Night, excuse me, Night Shifter. Is that what it's called? You're Night definitely Shifter? Nightcrawler. You're definitely want to fuck Nightcrawlers. Which is yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, that tail is ambidextrous. I don't know if you know that. That thing, where could it go? I know <laughs> one place. Literally anywhere. <laughs> I can think of like five places. <laughs> yeah, it's, is it blowing up like our um, like our Facebook page right now? No, man. Not quite, not quite, quite that hot. But 713 likes, Chris. Dude! <laughs> That's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. All bought and paid for by my hard-earned money, but it's pretty Somebody, good. I know. I gotta send you money for that next time. So oh no! Don't, don't, don't worry going. about that. That's um. I, I just that's just. It ended up. I thought I put forty bucks in, but it ended up only being twenty-five. So like that's hmm. yeah. Like my dad yeah, like, likes to say, "Slow roll, guy." Yeah. I'll pay. Two, I'll pay twenty-five dollars to watch two dogs fuck. I don't give a damn. Well, that's what my that's what my dad always says. I'll pay ten dollars to watch two dogs fuck, and I'm like, or you could just buy this hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a much better idea. Also, who's your guy? You got to have a dog fucking guy if you can just pull that out, right? Ted, why'd you come to my school to say that? <laughs> yeah, this is not how I envisioned uh, career day going down. Me and my friend always, I don't know why I just thought of this, we always just pretend to be like 
middle schoolers just getting into punk and it's just like we'll hang out and drink and like just do that for the entire time and be like hey mom uh when you're ironing my shirt for school tomorrow do you mind not putting this misfits patch on my denim vest <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not what do you mean it's not school appropriate <laughs> we do that so it's like it's not even funny anymore but we do it so much <laughs> that's really funny i like that idea a lot hey mom can you pick me up some gel at the walmart <laughs> i can spike my hair <laughs> Mom, you've never even heard of Green Day. <laughs> Just been listening to a Witcher audiobook all day. It's been a, it's a real long day, let me tell you. But that Witcher audiobook will get you through. Geralt and Yen are in a fight right now. Ugh. Oh, no. But, uh, no. Is, is, I don't even know okay? what about. Are they, is everything they released okay? the books. They released the books out of order. It's the first book of short stories. Then they skipped the second book of short stories in publication for America. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they just did like the novels. But the second book of short stories still has like important story details. So you pick up at the beginning, Geralt and Yen haven't seen each other or they were together for four years, but now they haven't seen each other for however long. And she's very mad at him. And I don't know what he did, but I'm just, you know, it's really got me worried. That's all I'm saying. I got a, um, almost messaged you last night. Um, But it was, I got a quest in Zelda mm-hmm. that said, um, hunt for the giant horse. <laughs> and I was just, I was like, oh, fuck. like the game is already like the Witcher three open world. Like they, now they're just leaning into it. Like you're really going to go for like the great hunt or whatever. Yeah. I never did. Is it really, giant. it really is just a giant horse, right? I, I have seen a picture on, um, that dude LT's Twitter, um, because yeah. he found the giant horse. I have not found the giant horse. That, uh, thing that you posted earlier. It's so fucking funny. The um, like the seed, what you get for all the seeds. Oh, right. The How fucking f- trollish is that? That's so <laughs> fucking good. I hope that's not. I hope that doesn't turn out to be fake or something because it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. But it seems like um, it seems like such a weird non Nintendo thing to do. So. Yeah, let's do this podcast so we can. Uh, let's do this podcast so we can uh, play play, play the video games. Um, let me get notes. So, again. do you have a road so far? Because I don't. Oh no, I, I thought that's what you were doing. No, I I should have been, but I didn't. <laughs> so let's just say, um, um, the boys are back in town. I think that we haven't used that yet, right? No, we definitely. I definitely didn't listen to our <laughs> our uh, outtakes from the last episode today. <laughs> we're yeah. always said, "Oh, the boys are back in town." <laughs> All right, how, how about this? The boys are back in town. Without Steven, we don't know what we're doing. Bank town. Bank town. No, no, wait, this is the bird so far, so that'd, that'd be a, sy- a synopsis. <laughs> Never mind, that's not going to work. Take a quick break. This motherfucker. Is that coming over the mic? Can you, can you hear that? What? No, I can't hear anything. This motherfucker. Did I not t- tell him? Oh, is he mowing your lawn right now? He's mowing my fucking lawn right now. I this told him not to do that. About to mow a lawn right now. Tomorrow is... Uh, tomorrow. What does this mean to you? Tomorrow is fine. I'm recording now, so it won't be a good time. Does that imply come on my lawn? Does that? That's, I mean, that's that, pretty cut and dry. Is that fucking Creole for come on my lawn right now? Do I have to speak fucking Cajun <laughs> to these people? God damn it. Save you. Save me from what? He just said that I had to save you. That nothing else mattered. And that if I couldn't, I'd... You'd what, Dean? I'd have to kill you. Christ. 
Oh, what is the... Oh, hey, you're back. <laughs> <laughs>